Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky, ahead of Old Miss's sold-out 11 a.m. game against Auburn coming up on, again, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. I know they're terrible, but... You guys deserve credit. Seriously. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not being flippant. You've seen it all over the country. You've seen it at big brands like LSU in Florida. Hell, I even saw empty seats in Tuscaloosa for the Texas A&M game behind the end zones. I know the stadium sizes are different, but still. In a year where attendance is an issue across the country, even for big games, you have sold out consecutive morning kickoffs. That's pretty awesome considering the trends around the country. So kudos to you guys for uh, for investing and supporting a, a program that deserves it, despite what you're seeing elsewhere. So it should be a good environment. I know they're doing, or at least I've heard they're doing a, instead of like a flyover, guys are going to like be parachuting in and delivering the football like on the 50, which is going to be pretty cool. And uh, should be a good environment for Ole Miss and Auburn. I'm excited to watch it from from my couch, not in the stands with with you guys, but that's okay. Hope you enjoy yourselves. And uh, I know there's a lot of discourse around this game, and that's kind of what uh, we'll be talking about today. Is you can't just enjoy football games anymore, can you? It's always got to be about coaches and leaving, and that's the only conversation around this game has been about Brian Harson and who should replace him and not the actual football game. But we won't do that here. We'll talk about some of that, mostly just kind of me ripping on the idea. And then you will get some football talk as well on this edition of the Rebel Report. Again, I'm Michael Borky. I'm very glad that you guys are with me. Follow me on Twitter if you haven't already, at Michael Borky, or Facebook under the same name, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, also under the same name. If you have not already subscribed to this podcast, wherever you get them, just pull up your podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. It's just a better experience on Spotify, I have found, but whatever your favorite app is, you can you can find it there. Uh, Spotify, to me, is the best podcast app out there now. Uh, they have easily supplanted iTunes, which is now just a disaster, but... Either way. So you got a sold-out game coming up this weekend. They did the uniform drop last night, and um, some people aren't happy with it. It's white helmets with the American flag Ole Miss logo, powder tops. I think it's fine. Experiment. It's the seventh different uniform combo they're wearing in seven games this year. It's obviously something they are using in recruiting. And you're if you're one of those people that thinks that they shouldn't do this with uniforms, you're just going to have to concede that because they've gotten really positive feedback from recruits. And that's really in their mind, all that matters, just do any little thing to keep yourself in the mind of recruits. And so just got to concede it. I think it's a fine look. It's not their best look. I think it's fine. It's not, it's not their best though, but it's okay. It, it, you know, you can't really screw up red, white, blue, or powder blue. You really can't screw it up, uh, especially with old Mrs. Marks. So recruits like it and that's why they do it. But either way, this podcast, before we get started, is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market, you or your company's in the market for office technology. 
Um, Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security. If it's tech, if it's in the office and you or your company need it and you are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, absms.com is the website. Advantage Business Systems has you covered. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me podcast is also brought to you by LB's just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. Hope you have stopped by and gotten one of their lunch specials that they have every day. But if you're cooking with me, like I will be this weekend doing a, I call them carnitas, but that's not what they are because I'm using pork. But either way, I'm doing like this little Mexican taco with uh, slow cooked pork with Mexican spices. A- anyway. I got my day started at LB's. You should, too. If you're cooking with meat, that's the place to do it. When you go, tell Greg or any of the good people there that I sent you. They'll hook you up. They're big supporters of Ole Miss sports, and they are conveniently located just across from Kroger on University, right there in Oxford. So I I did a live chat last night, and like the third question I got or the second question I got was about something that Josh Pate said about Lane Kiffin and auditioning for the job and stuff like that. And it's a shame, honestly. It really is a shame that the only way that people like him or Feinbaum or or all that are talking about this team right now, it has nothing to do with they've got a young, pretty exciting and talented quarterback. They're starting two redshirt freshmen on the offensive tackles. They've got the best duo of running backs in the SEC. They're playing really fun and aggressive defense. And nope, it's all about coaches leaving and stuff like that. It's very frustrating. So I talked about that last night. And instead of you know repeating myself again here, trying to say the same take twice, I'm just going to play that for you. This, is, this was me last night taking some questions uh, on live. But that's where we start is, is that kind of discourse around Lane Kiffin and the auditioning for jobs and all that crap. Um, so that's what I've got for you on today's show. Cause I honestly, I thought I'd, um, explained it, at least my position on it really well. And so instead of screwing it up, I'm just going to give it to you again. Uh, there, there's also a couple of things that, that I'm looking for in terms of the actual football game, something that Ole Miss cannot do, something that Ole Miss can do. You'll hear some other stuff, questions about state and, um, other games going on this weekend. But I thought, of course, because I did it, um, I thought that this was a good conversation, so I'm bringing it to you here um, for for this edition of the podcast. So here it is right now, talking about Ole Miss-Auburn, Mississippi State-Kentucky, Lane Kiffin, and the whole he should audition for the Auburn job thing, all that stuff coming your way right now. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you guys after the game tomorrow. Well, it'll be tomorrow afternoon, but after tomorrow morning's game. I'll see you then. Here's some uh, Lane Kiffin takes right now. Edward says, I was watching Josh Pate's show earlier, and he was trying to pitch Kiffin to Auburn, saying he'd take it tomorrow if he could, and also mentioning how the game could be an audition for the job. Um, I like Josh Pate a lot. I, I like the way he covers college football. I think he really pays attention. I, I think he he really consumes the sport. I think he understands the sport. I really like him. Um, He's very successful, and he deserves that success. He's quite good. Um, And and if I – he's not wrong in that. If I were Auburn, that's the route I would try to go for sure. 
Um, I certainly do not believe that he would quote unquote take it tomorrow. If you listen to the guy, it, it certainly doesn't seem like that's something that he just wants to jump to do on top of the fact that he has talked about how ridiculous it is to fire coaches after just two years on top of the fact that Auburn, you know, as I've mentioned many times, tried to destroy Brian Harson's life just so they could avoid paying a, a buyout. They dug into his personal life. They allowed rumors of affairs and racism run rampant and did nothing to deny them. And I mean, they weren't, they perpetuated those, um, not a particularly attractive place from that perspective. I think it's debatable if it's a significantly better job right now today. I mean, next year he'll return his quarterback, his best running back, both of his offensive tackles. I mean, it, it, he's got something very good going. He's also in the past and recently talked about how leaving Tennessee was a bad, bad mistake uh, and things like that. I don't think it's that simple. I think that's very short-sighted. Uh, the take it tomorrow thing, I, I don't think it would go down that easily. Um, and again, I really like and respect Josh, but the audition for the job take is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And that's the second time today I've seen somebody with a national platform talk about an audition for the job. Say it out loud. When you say it out loud, it, it really, it, it sounds even dumber. Like, the, the fact that it exists is really goofy, but when you say it out loud, it, it, it shows how ridiculous that idea is. What does that mean? So this game is an audition for the job. So so are you saying that the people in Auburn like don't have the internet? They don't have access to a television? That it's going to require Lane Kiffin to beat your bad team for you to consider him a legitimate candidate? not the fact that there's only three programs or two programs in college football that over the last 20 games have more wins than his, not the fact that he has built an incredibly attractive program at Ole Miss that recruits want to play in, uh, not the fact that he's got a top-10 team uh, early in year three at Ole Miss when he was uh, he took over a program that was on life support. No, it's beating this bad Auburn team would make him a candidate. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I, like I hate that I'm even addressing it now because when you say it out loud, it it's ridiculous. Like if his team doesn't play well this Saturday, Auburn's going to be like, you know what? Ah, I really liked him and I, I liked his recruiting and his history of quarterback development and his marketing's really good. But you know, when his team played ours, you know, it it didn't look that great. So ah, he's out. What? And then it also implies that. He's not a candidate, but then if his team plays well and beats their bad team, suddenly he'll be one. It, it, that, that's so it's so elementary and stupid is what that is. Um, he should be a candidate. If I were Auburn, who by the way does not have an athletic director yet, um, but but if I were Auburn, yes, I would call him a hundred times. I would make him say no. Many, many, many times. I'm also not convinced that he would just go take it tomorrow like some people are. Auburn's a disaster. It's got a bad cultural issue right now. Frankly, it's got a bad roster right now that you would take over. Um, coaches noticed the way Brian Harson was treated, uh, which was very bad. I, I love how people in my business have kind of ignored the fact 
that they tried to ruin Brian Harson's personal life in marriage and family just to fire him because they didn't think he was a good enough football coach. Like that, that cannot be overstated. It's not that simple. But when you say that a coach in one game is auditioning for a job, it, it, it's elementary. It's stupid. Um, th- there, there has got to be some line of thinking that goes beyond that. It, it, think deeper about this because if one game makes or breaks your candidacy for a job, it's mind-numbingly stupid. If Auburn uses this game to determine his candidacy, it is mind-numbingly stupid. Like, I can't wrap my mind around the idea that one game is make or break to hire a football coach. It is ridiculously stupid. I really like and respect the the person that said it. I just think that they are way better than a take that that's, that is that elementary way better than that. If I can attend one sporting event every year, what am I going with? Like the same one every year, the masters, if it's the same one every year, it's the masters. I'd go to the masters every year without hesitation. You don't know how angry I'd be to be the current head coach of a program and people still talk about potential candidates to replace me. You say that, but Brian Harson knows that $16 million are coming this way. And the more this kind of stuff happens while he's the head coach, the more it taints the job he's currently got. Um, people in the coaching, look, they, they may end up hiring a great candidate. Hell, they may end up getting Kiffin. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I also don't think that the powers that be um, would, would take too kindly to his complete lack of desire to glad hand with boosters. He won't be part of the family and drink all that Kool-Aid. They probably won't like that. I have a, anyway, um, but he's about to get 16 million. So it'd be all right. Edward says it's got to be frustrating for Ole Miss fans seeing stuff about, quote, Kiffin is gone all the time. You know, yes, it, you can spin it positively and say it's, well, because you have a good coach that people want and and he's winning and that makes him attractive for other jobs. There, there is, and you saw it some with Mullen, too, at, at State. There is this element of people, like people in SEC country, like SEC media, um, Paul Feinbaum, who I can't stand. Uh, I, I think that he knows very, very little about football. Uh, I think he's just a troll. And credit to him because he's making a lot of money uh, doing that. But his only goal is just to troll people. But the fact that the SEC's most promoted expert, the SEC Network's most promoted expert, has that kind of a mindset, um, I think it's it's shameful that the, like uh, like a place like Ole Miss is not allowed to have a good football coach. The second a guy starts winning at a place like Ole Miss, the take is like what Josh Pate said today, or the take is what Feinbaum says all the time is, well, you know, he's got to get out. Got they immediately just put him elsewhere. But if roles were reversed and Ole Miss came open and he had the Auburn job, not a single person would be telling him to to leave Auburn. Why is Ole Miss not allowed to have a good football coach? 
why is it the second that it is determined that they've got a good football coach, he must leave? He's getting a top 10 salary in college football. His assistant salary pool is top half in the league. Uh, They have a former Under Armour executive running their NIL collective. Okay? I mean, they are legitimizing themselves. He's got a roster that is quite good. Not Alabama good, but it's good. Shown that you can recruit there. Why is it that people that, again, the SEC's most promoted analyst or expert, of which he's neither, um, it's almost like Mississippi's not allowed to have good things because they did the same thing with Mullen, too. It's like here in this state, we're not allowed to have good things, and when we do have good things, they need to get out right away. With how bad Ole Miss's pass pro has been, they have only given up, what, two sacks on the year? Just two, if if I understand it correctly. Uh, A lot of that, uh, a lot of that has to do with Jackson Dart in the pocket. He, one thing that he is phenomenal at in his early career is pocket awareness. Now, he's not perfect. Sometimes, you know, he drifts back when he can step up into space in the pocket. Um, But he's very good in that regard and and elusive. Evan says, I listened to the radio show for the first time in a while today. Steve Robertson would be more objective than Haydad. I disagree with that point, but I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you, Evan. Glad uh, Glad that you came on. Ed says, I don't think. Pate understands Ole Miss very much or is very positive towards them, whereas he's much more pro-Tennessee, Georgia, Bama, and Auburn. I still like him, though. I do, too. I mean, I I miss the mark all the time. All the time. And and I will continue to. I I had somebody on my Facebook page comment something about how wrong I was about certain games this offseason, and my response was, hey, man, it's sports. I'm going to be wrong a lot. It's sports. They they are unpredictable even for the smartest uh, of people. I mean, Ignore what you see on Twitter from these gambling experts who who get 70% of their picks right. Those guys are liars. They are liars. Um, the, the best handicappers are, I mean, under 60% right. I mean, even the experts aren't experts. So, you know, he, he I think he misses the mark here. I think that's a very lazy narrative, a very lazy take on the audition thing. Uh, if that is true, then Auburn's the dumbest group of people on the planet because one game should not make or break a coach's candidacy. I can't wrap my mind around thinking that that's an intellectual thought, but anyway. He mentioned that Lane should run the score up to put an impression on. See, that, that, I'm I'm sorry, Edward. That I just I, what So, if he wins by 35 points instead of 21 points, Auburn's going to pay more attention. I, I mean, wh- what does that even mean? That doesn't make any sense. It, it, uh, what does Mississippi State have to do to be Kentucky? All right, Kobe, we'll do the two questions for State since you asked. Mississippi State absolutely must do what if they want to beat Kentucky? I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give you a couple. The first one is they have to be – okay, th- this is very elementary, so I'm going to give you another one. This is very elementary. Um, they have to protect the football. And what I, 
why it's – I mean, you always have to. You don't turn the football over. Very – that's why I get paid the big bucks. You know, breaking news. But this week, the mistakes are, are – I, I said this on Tuesday. I've said this on the radio show a couple of times. I, I think it bears repeating that in this game, possessions are going to be at a premium. State is very good at controlling the clock. Kentucky is a very slow-paced offense. They really take their time. They really bleed clock. And, and so for State, every mistake that is made in this game by either team is going to be magnified five times over. State's done a pretty good job of protecting the football this year. Great job of protecting the football. So that has to be priority one. Penalties and turnovers are magnified in games that have uh, this kind of style. Um, I mean, like, like I've said before, in, in the Ole Miss game, Kentucky allowed Ole Miss to have four offensive possessions in the second half, one of which was late in the fourth quarter where Ole Miss was intentionally calling basic plays to get Kentucky to call timeout with under two minutes left. Uh, I mean, it, it's a very slow-paced game, and so you've got to protect the football. That is the most important thing. You have got to protect the football, Mississippi State. If they do that, they will win. If they don't turn the football over, if they don't have killer penalties, they will win the game. I, I think it's really as simple as that. The only way they're losing, in my opinion, is if they shoot themselves in the foot. So an interception will feel bigger. A fumble will feel bigger. A costly penalty will feel bigger. And number two, uh, they absolutely cannot let Barry and Brown beat them. I said there's only one way Kentucky beats them. I think there's two, I guess. I'm contradicting myself. Barry and Brown and Rodriguez to a lesser degree, but Kentucky's offensive line is so bad that, you know, even if they really emphasize running with him like they did not do in the second half last week, I don't know if that's going to be enough. Barry and Brown is a guy that can beat people on his own. He's phenomenal in special teams. He's great in space. Now, Kentucky doesn't do a good enough job of getting him the football in space, but you've got to prepare, be prepared for things like the screen game with him. You've got to be solid in special teams in the return game because that is a guy that scares you, or at least he should. That is a guy that, that can be the takeover player, even though he's a young player, right? Uh, very inexperienced, but it doesn't matter. He is even with the state team that has guys like Tulu Griffin, he is the most explosive player on the field on Saturday night in Lexington, and he can hit that home run play in an otherwise muddy and kind of slow game. So they have to – I know state doesn't do this, but I, I would consider uh, putting Emmanuel Forbes on um, – shadowing him. That, that's what I would do. Uh, I would shadow him. And instead of just keeping him to one side of the field, wherever Brown is, I would do with the Saints. Who that dude with Marshawn Lattimore? Wherever Barry and Brown is, Forbes follows. Because that's the only guy that Kentucky has that scares me uh, when it comes to beating Mississippi State. So if you play clean football, I think you're winning. But the only other way that Kentucky can beat you is if Barry and Brown gets the football in space and because when he does, he's electric. So they cannot make mistakes because if they do, they'll be magnified or they have to play clean and they cannot let Barry and Brown beat them. William says Auburn will try to stop the run. Lane will light them up. He doesn't want the hot mess Auburn job. 
Memphis Rebel says you can't tell their fans why Ole Miss is a better job today. They keep thinking you're saying historically and not today. Yeah, historically, it just history doesn't matter. What are you today, especially in the NIL era? What are you right now? What are you today? Because what happened in 2014 does not matter today. What happened in 2012 or whatever just does not matter today. Things have dramatically, dramatically shifted in college football in, in relatively short order. Things have changed some. Jeff says, paid at 24-7, has a hate relationship with Mississippi teams. That was the most burning bag of feces of an episode I've listened to. William says, they forget how Lane said life in Oxford has changed his life. And, you know, I, I, I believe him when he says that, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's there forever either. I mean, there are better jobs than the one he's got. But I do think the one he's got is better than people – these talking heads are giving it credit for. I mean, again, in year two, he won 10 games and went to the Sugar Bowl. In year two. Ole Miss has been to three access bowls in the playoff era. There's like 15 programs that have done that. I think it's less than that. Uh, I mean, it's you're guaranteed top 25 classes every year. Look at what they did in the portal. Like People just ignore all of that, I, I guess. Uh, anyway. Luke says a big-time coach shouldn't take the Auburn job unless it includes the AD job, too. Um, Zach says late to the party, but for me, I think the biggest key for State is for Will to avoid high-risk passes between Arkansas and AM. There were near seven near interceptions. I think Kentucky will do everything they can to get those. And Kentucky, I, I think, so Kentucky's not as talented as Texas A&M defensively. I think they are more fundamentally sound. I think they are more fundamentally sound uh, Kentucky defensively is going to – they won't make many mistakes. Uh, they seem to be much – they not seem to be. They are much better tacklers than that of Arkansas. Arkansas is one of the worst tackling secondaries in all of college football. They're one of the worst secondaries in all of college football. Uh, but they're especially poor tacklers. Kentucky won't be that way. Uh, patience is going to be required. Kentucky's not going to make many mistakes defensively. Uh, they'll be in the right spot um, – you're not going to beat them with busts very often, or at least that's what they've shown so far. So, yeah, uh, Rodgers has got to be patient in this game. This is Kentucky's style is the kind that can frustrate you if you allow yourself to be. Now, luckily, Will Rodgers has played them a couple of times already in his career, which is which is a bonus for sure. Uh, but like I said Tuesday, and like I've said on the radio show, I don't think it's going to be easy. They're going to have to work for it. Um it's just going to be a grinded-out style of game. Neil seems to think it's not a money problem for Ole Miss to keep Kiffin. It's not. Uh, if he goes 9-3 and three and 10-2 and two again, if it took a $9.5 million contract to keep him, he'd get it without a peep. I, yes. Um, for what it's worth, if you believe you know me and, and my sources, I have heard the exact same thing. Uh, from somebody that absolutely would know that, you know, within reason, of course, they can't go like up to 15, but o Ole Miss will get into the $10 million range if that's what it takes. Um, they're committed, man. Uh, they are committed. They are committed. It may not be enough, but that's not an issue right now. Gibb asks if it's too early in his career for Rep Lashley to be a candidate at Auburn, would they go back to the Malzahn tree? See, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, Jeff Grimes is an interesting name at, at Baylor. 
Let's see. Speaking of auditions, let's see how the Baylor audition is going right now. They better score points or else he won't be a candidate anymore. Um, Grimes makes sense, though. He he does. I mean, Hugh Freeze makes sense, but, you know, you've seen reports that the new president is not exactly on board uh, with that without them swinging and missing on a couple of guys. What's a good landing spot for Altmire? South Carolina, maybe. Uh, I, I keep people. I keep seeing people say Southern Miss, and and with all due respect to Southern Miss, uh, I think that this can be taken the wrong way. Southern Miss people think I hate them already. I don't at all. Um, I just I tell the truth as I see it. He could do better. Uh, I think he could play in the Power Five. That's not a slight. It's just I think he could. I think he could do better. Yeah, Levis is going to play. That line dropped for a reason. He's going to play. He's going to play. What two things does Ole Miss need to do to avoid to keeping to avoid losing to Auburn? Don't think they will. But yeah, no, it, it, it's a fair question, and, and we'll do that now. Um, so for Ole Miss, I think the most important thing, because Auburn is the most talented team they've played so far. I mean, Auburn would beat Vanderbilt. I don't know if Auburn would beat Kentucky. But what Ole Miss needs is is a couple of things. They don't need Jackson Dart to be perfect, but they need him to not have the vomit play. And he had two of those in Nashville. Uh, One of them cost them a touchdown. I mean, they were on their way in to score, and he had the vomit play that cost him, and the same thing at the end of the first half. Jackson Dart doesn't need to be perfect. He doesn't need to throw for 450. He doesn't need to complete every pass, but he needs to be efficient enough throwing the football vertically without the vomit play. I really think that the only way that Auburn stays in this game is if Ole Miss allows them to. And that kind of play like you saw in the first half against Vanderbilt, at the end of the first half against Kentucky, those kind of things will keep Vanderbilt in the game. Or excuse me, will keep Auburn in the game. Otherwise, I truly don't think they have a chance. And on the flip side, although Auburn up front is not particularly good on the offensive line, it's you can't let Robbie Ashford convert like third and long situations with his legs. Um, using Mississippi State as the example, we saw it in Baton Rouge. They They had that game under control. State was in control of that game against LSU. Uh, until they started allowing Daniels to convert long third downs on broken plays with his legs, and it got them back in the game, and they won it. There is nothing that Ashford can do throwing the football that scares you at all. Uh, But if you allow them in those kind of situations to get third down conversions or whatever with him improvising and using his legs, that's a problem. And Tank Bigsby. Only averages 50 yards per game or so this season. His offensive line in front of him is quite bad. But Ole Miss at times has been susceptible to physical running right at them. Wouldn't be surprised if they do a lot of four-man fronts like they did in the second half last week. So you can't have the vomit play from Dart, and you can't let them convert easy first downs on broken plays with Ashford. If you keep him in the pocket and make him try to move the football down the field with his arm, you have him beat. On offense, if you don't have the vomit play from Dart, you have them beat. That's the only way that Auburn's going to stay in this game, is if you beat yourself 
or you have broken plays that allow a, a guy that can't throw to convert long yardage first downs with his legs. I don't know where where Josh Page uh, his allegiances are. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. And you got to remember when you put the name Kiffin in anything, it um, it generates engagement and interest. It always will, no matter what. I bet the numbers on that today were pretty good compared to if you put Jeff Grimes in or any other low-key candidate. Dave Clawson or Jamie Chadwell or whoever. Those names don't get the, the numbers that today's got, I bet. It's kind of the nature of the beast sometimes. Most of his demos seem to be in Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia. That's where most if you're if you're trying to target college football fans, those are the three states to start in. And then go to Louisiana. I mean, when you look at television ratings, Birmingham's always at the top, always. Nashville's always in the top ten. Greenville, South Carolina's always in the top ten. Atlanta's always there. New Orleans is always there. You know, if you if you want to talk college football, regardless of the game, I'm, those those cities are always in the top. It's where you should start. That's where you should start. Whenever Kiffin leaves, Ole Miss will just replace him with another good coach. I mean, it's it's an attractive job, more so than it was when he was hired. They'll have their options. Williams says, Kentucky will try to grind it and slow it down. State just needs to play their game. No need to push anything. No need to press. It's going to be like that. You say it's going to be some years before Hugh could be allowed back in the SEC. As I understand it, the uh, the shadow ban is gone, as I understand it. But there will be a conversation, if that makes sense, with whoever wants to go down that road to make sure they're sure. Chase says, I heard someone say that Will won't be able to handle the Kroger Field atmosphere despite him putting up Will Rogers' numbers at Kyle Field. Um So playing on the road is tough, even if you're used to it, right? It is. But there's there's nothing that Kroger Field will be able to do that's different than what he's seen many times. Many, many times in his career. He's played a lot of football. He played in Fayetteville. I mean, he was in College Station last year. He played in Baton Rouge a few weeks ago. It's hard to play on the road. There's always that element of it's hard to play on the road. But there's nothing that that he won't, you know, there's nothing that he, that he won't be ready for. At all. I mean, he's he's seen this a hundred times. Watchability guide. I forgot to do it. I forgot to do it. Until just now. I am sorry. I'm sorry. 
I think they would go established whenever that day comes. I think they would go established. Yeah. And it won't be Jeff Levy. Do I think Kitten is going to get fired? No, I like my cat. He's he's sweet. Although he peed on our back rug earlier today. Because sometimes he can be a jerk, but I'm not going to fire him for that. No, he's a good cat. He he sleeps between my legs. I, I didn't like cats before uh, my wife and I met, but I I would die for her cat, which is now my cat. I think I would. Oh, you meant Kiffin. Oh, oh, I see. No. Why would he get fired? What would he get fired for? Josh says Auburn has lost in Oxford three times, fired the coach each time. Number four coming Saturday. War Eagle anyway. Yeah, Josh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I see the the Auburn on your uh, on your avatar there. Um, do you want your team to win? Like, I mean, I guess, you know, when the ball gets kicked off, of course you, you want your guys to win. But, like, do you do, do you want <laughs> do you want it to happen? <laughs> Uh, it's a weird place to be in. It's a, it's a weird place to be in. I was that way with Stan Van Gundy. But the Pelicans. God. Anyway. What's his name, your cat? His name's Batman. He's the coolest. And I'll, I'll show you a picture of him. And you'll see why his name is Batman. Uh, see, why doesn't this camera focus? But yeah, look, he's got a little mask on. He's he's the man. We have, okay, we have two dogs, cats, that's three. We have six, we have six animals in this house. Three of them have hair. We have six animals in this house. Tim says, get a dog. I've got two. I've got two, only seven legs. But I've got two dogs. Cats are cool too. I, I I would never have said that before. But yeah, Batman and his mom, you know, kind of, kind of just bear trapped me in. You know, Josh is being from Mississippi. My main two rivals are Ole Miss and State. Growing up around the fans, what sent you to Auburn? William says, and from the show today, I like what Richard did on the who's better, Ole Miss or State. I have to go with Ole Miss due to the head coach. Yeah, that that's something that I just have to concede because I know that kind of stuff plays well uh, with, with our radio audience. It, it, it just does. That kind of stuff just plays well. I can't stand it. I, I don't like making everything about the Egg Bowl. I think that there are two really interesting games upcoming this weekend. That, that I think are more valuable than talking Egg Bowl. Uh, but I, I have to just concede that because I, I, I know people liked it. I know they did. Um, I don't. I, I think it, it bores me to death. Talking about the Egg Bowl right now I, I think is ridiculous. There are five games to be played before the Egg Bowl. Six weeks because of the buys before the Egg Bowl. Why are we talking about the Egg Bowl right now? Who's better? We'll find out soon. But you're going to Lexington on Saturday. Who cares about the Egg Bowl right now? And that's just me. I, I know. I, I've got to concede that. That's just me. 
Edward says there might be a pine box camped outside of Auden Hemingway Stadium. <laughs> uh, I have a pit bull that looks like Batman as well. That's cool. That's cool. I, honestly, I'm not the the biggest like Marvel guy. Like I'll watch them and I enjoy them, but I'm not like wrapped up in the world. You know, uh, like we saw Love and Thunder, and it was I enjoyed myself. I thought it was a little too goofy, but I like I enjoy it. Uh, I liked Ragnarok. I've seen the Avengers. Uh, we watched WandaVision, which I liked. Um, the Loki show. Like, I, I, you know, but I'm not like immersed in the world like I am Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. Like, I actually think about those shows when I'm not watching them. I don't think about Marvel and stuff and comic books and superheroes and all that. That's all right, Stan. I was just messing with you. I was just messing with you. Appreciate you guys. Tim just says Auburn thumbs down. <laughs> I like you, Tim. Straight to the point. Straight to the point. Memphis Trouble says, honestly, if I ever had to cancel my fandom with Ole Miss, Auburn would be up there to be the replacement. I'll tell you what. When I was in college, I went on every road trip. And I think my favorite was Auburn. And I know, like... You know, people like kind of rag on the nightlife there and stuff. It, everything was clean and like nice, and it was a, a very like. Don't take this the wrong way, Auburn guy in the chat. It was a very cliche college town, but I liked it. I, I liked that um, everybody was nice. You know, it was, again, nice and clean and, like, a good time. And the bars weren't just slam-packed with people and music where you couldn't talk. Like, it kind of felt, like, low-key and just pretty – everybody was kind of relaxed, and I liked that. It was a completely different energy than Tuscaloosa where everybody was just like, go, 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 go. And, like, everybody just wanted to, like, talk shit. And, and just everything was intense. And, like, there was just trash everywhere and just tarps around the fraternity. I don't know. I it, I liked the vibe there uh, better. Edward agrees with me, says Ole Miss hasn't played a West team yet. The Egg Bowl should be irrelevant right now. Yeah, Tim says too early. I agree, but uh, Josh didn't pick a state school. 96, Damian Craig drew me in. Local pharmacist was an Auburn grad. He helped. Fair enough. Fair enough. Long-time listener, you can't run me off by that comment based on past comments. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Just know that I'm being serious when I say that of all the road trips, it was my favorite one. It was my favorite one, by far. Uh, least favorite, Tuscaloosa, was my least favorite. Went there a few times, didn't like, didn't enjoy myself at any point. Not, not at any point did I think, oh, I'm having fun. Not at all. Um Really liked Lexington, actually. Uh, if you guys haven't made that trip, you should. Uh, it's probably too late for state fans to make that plan by now, but really, really enjoyed Lexington a lot. Um, Athens is fine. I think it's it's a little overhyped, but that doesn't mean it's bad. I, I just I don't think it's like the mecca of SEC towns like some people do. I, I had a good time, enjoyed myself, really liked the people. The campus was big but pretty. Town was cool. Downtown was cool. But it wasn't like, oh, my God, Athens, you know. Did, didn't go to Columbia, Missouri. Have not been to College Station. 
Oh, Baton Rouge didn't like Baton Rouge. Um, I had fun, but it's because the people I was with more than the actual, like I didn't like Tigerland. Oh, I terrible. We'll never go back there ever. Uh, never. Um, if I would have to find something else to do if I were to go to Baton Rouge again, cause I'm not going back to, to that part of it. Horrible. Um, the atmosphere was nuts though. Like around, I, I didn't actually, I say that didn't actually go to a game. I've only been like around the stadium, never actually went inside. Yeah, Gib, you heard it. You heard it. I have to watch myself on the radio, obviously. Score predictions? Uh, Ole Miss 42-17. I think it's going to be a blowout Saturday. Mississippi State's going to win a slow, close one. 28-17. It's going to be close. It's going to be slow. They'll score an extra touchdown late to seal it to get to 28. Cofield Collections has been to Auburn several times. Really friendly, welcoming fans reminded somewhat of Oxford. You hate Prime Video. Well, get used to it because I saw uh, a high up with them say that they were going to start buying college football in the NBA. So, yeah, Edward, I I got the same feeling. I mean, it it, it was bizarre. I, I did not like Tuscaloosa. How's the NFL game tonight? I don't know. I'm not watching, honestly. I uh, I am not. I saw it was zero zero earlier, and the Bears are wearing horrible, horrible uniforms. Uh, that's an ugly uniform matchup. Three to nothing with forty six seconds to go in the half. There you go. I enjoy it when Auburn beats Bama. Does that count? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Is Mac Jones hurt? Yeah, but he might be coming back soon. Tim says forty two fourteen. Oh, Ole Miss over Auburn. Jeff says, Razorback fans were really cool when they were at Oxford when I went. I enjoyed them. They seem to be – I've not had issues with Arkansas fans myself. They seemed nice. Edwards says, 33-14 Ole Miss, 27-19 State, both win. Good. Good stuff. All right, guys, uh, hit the 45-minute mark. So I'm going to hang it up. Uh, Saturday night, I don't know exactly what time. I'll tweet the link out. If you have your notifications on, though, you'll know. I'm going to try like the fourth quarter of the state game and start them. I think that's what I'm going to try to do. So join me then. See you Saturday night, late Saturday night, uh, sometime during late second half of the state game. I will be live. So see you guys then. Like the video, subscribe, all that stuff, and I'll see you on Saturday night. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.